This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Why can't you trust atoms? Because they make up everything. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio and also a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve, and this is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us at Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, and at DRScottWM, and visit our website at WeirdMedicine.com or DrSteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at CafePress.com slash Weird Medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, Pharmacist, chiropractor, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. All right, very good. So uh, we're on vacation. It's my kid's um, spring break. So I thought what I would do this week is uh, do something uh, we haven't done in a long time is go way back, way back to the very beginning. And uh, I'm going to play you two extended segments. I hope they're not too boring. First is going to be the uh, first time that I was ever on Opie and Anthony live in studio, and that was, I believe, October 11th or 12th of 2007. And uh, P.A. John and I went up there to do our show. We were supposed to do 90 minutes on Saturday night, and we just thought we were going to sit on the bleachers and watch them do the show, and the next thing we knew, they were calling me in the studio to talk, and uh, I was petrified. And, um, I mean, I was a radio, television, motion pictures major in college, and I did some college radio, 
But, you know, at that time, particularly, uh, Opie and Anthony were uh, radio gods to us. And uh, it was really, um, uh, you know, those were by far happier days. No question about it. But the, uh, that was uh, that was the show, and there was no other show that came close to it on satellite radio. And they were the number one show on XM, and um, they were eating Sirius's lunch at that time. And uh, it was a very happy time and loads of fun. And uh, here is uh, uh, and it is it's an extended bit. And then after that will be the first hour of the very first Weird Medicine show. That was ever done with P.A. John and me, with uh, Danny Ross as the producer. E-Rock uh, was supposed to be our first guest, and we had so many phone calls that we <laughs> we had to bump him. And uh, that caused quite a lot of merriment in the studio. You know, hey, Dr. Steve's here. His very first show, he bumped E-Rock. So. But, uh, and, and then that's it. And we'll just do that, and that'll be it for this week. But uh, it might be kind of fun to go back and listen to some of that stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Please go to uh, stuff.drsteve.com. Scroll down. You can see all the things we talk about on the show. You can click through and go to Amazon. Don't forget tweaktoaudio.com. That's tweakedaudio, T-W-E-A-K-E-D-audio.com. Offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D. For 33% off the best earbuds on the market for the price and the best customer service anywhere. And uh, if you're interested in, in going back to uh, hearing other more archives of our show going way back, uh, go to premium.drsteve.com for buck ninety nine a month. You have full access. And I highly recommend that you do that using the app that you can get at the uh, iTunes uh, store, at the app store. Or at Google Play. But I'll leave that up to you. You can do it online. It's just a little bit trickier. If you have any problems, email me. All right. And uh, here we go. This is the best of Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve. Hey, we got uh, I got to tell you, like, uh, we have a lot of people that stop by and say hi. And uh, in between uh, commercials during the other side of the show, Anthony and Jimmy ran off to, to meet Dr. Steve. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, these guys never run off to meet anybody. No. But Dr. Steve is in-house, and you guys ran off to say hi to him. Dr. We love Steve Dr. Steve is uh, legendary. Absolutely. Yes. Who else can I call and ask chlamydia and hepatitis questions to? <laughs> is it normal when I piss that I have to fucking grab the, uh, grab the, uh, the little, uh, what are they called? Like the towel rack? No, it should be joke books and fucking read them before I start talking. <laughs> fucking cocksucker I am. Why, how do I get paid to talk for a living and grab the, uh, I can't pull pipes out of thin air. <laughs> God, what a fucking... Hey, Dr. Steve, do you have any fucking talent pills you can prescribe for me? What a fucking asshole I am. Uh, hey, uh... Oh. Well, we'll talk to Dr. Steve next. We gotta take a break right now, I just uh, found out, because we got Mark Wahlberg uh, calling right at 9.45, so we, okay. we should break right now so we can get him on the phone after the break, okay? okay? Right. So we'll do the Dr. Steve thing. We got a nice uh, live audience today. Yes, we do. Not bad. There uh, they are. Hanging out on the bleachers. We'll talk to them. Anybody have a medical question for Dr. Steve? You got anyone got a problem? You want to hand out like uh, itches. some paper and pens and see if they got something they want to anonymously ask Dr. Steve? Let's yeah. do that. Danny's working the crowd right now. So we'll do You want to bring in Dr. Steve? I certainly do. Dr. Steve's doing a show on 202 tomorrow night. 
All right, he's teaming up with what? Big Kev? Like Big Kev's doing an hour and then uh, Dr. Steve's doing an hour? Yeah. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Take the, take the noisy chair. <laughs> I love how the wheels on these chairs just uh, go round and round. They're very uh, noisy on the wooden floor. What's up, Dr. Steve? Yeah. Hello. I'm just going to do this the whole segment. Oh, I love this. You know, you guys... Uh, it's like a Ouija board chair. <laughs> yeah, oh... Uh oh! <laughs> we're all doing it. This is radio. What the hell? Yeah, this is compelling radio. Yeah, do this on your show. <laughs> yeah. We we're the pro. We're showing you how to do it. Just move your chair around a lot. You are the professionals. It's a time waster. Well, you got a nice set of pipes though for the air. Thanks. I think Thanks. you got a good uh, good radio voice. Thank you, my friend. Doctor Steve, whose greatest quality is that he can keep a secret. He's <laughs> <laughs> got secrets on true. every single person in the studio. I've got files on every one in the studio. <laughs> he could write a book. Yes, I'm sure. So he already what? has. Not about us, but he's. Really I mean, a one with you know very unethical yes. book about uh, about people because he's supposed to be confidential. That's right. Um, so, what is your stupid radio show going to be about? Jesus. <laughs> well, the stupid radio show is called Weird Medicine. Weird Medicine. Okay. We're doing it at ten thirty on Saturday on the Saturday night. Is virus. it going to be better than Than and Sam? Um, mm, that's hard one. to say. I've never actually heard Than and Sam. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I actually never heard but, Than and Sam. But I have uh, uh, Weird I, Medicine with Dr. Studio. <laughs> Will it be cool better than a musical voice. adventure yeah. hour? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Definitely. Uh, explain further, though. Weird medicine. What do you mean? <laughs> well, we're going to like uh, rubbing shit on your skin and stuff. <laughs> rubbing shit on your skin. What? I think the uh, <laughs> the average. I've seen your fans. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, we've seen our fans. So too. you're going to do I'm, a weight loss show? I think that health isn't always the number one priority. True. With priority. some of your fans, so we're going to uh, uh, we're going to work on that a little bit. And yeah, we're going to do some. We may do some weight loss. I've actually got a segment on why being fat can save your life. So that really? might be encouraging for some of your listeners. <laughs> that way, how does that get followed up? Like, if you get hit by a boring. bus. Boring. <laughs> would you be nice if to be, Dr. Being Steve? fat can save your life. I would like to know. Could you give a hint as to how? Well, I was going to save it for the show. But yeah, that's, that's true. It's a tease. You know, yeah. Have <laughs> you done you radio in the past? Uh, you got good mic technique. You got the good voice. You know, it doesn't count what I did. I did college radio ah. 30 years ago. College radio well. 30 years ago. <laughs> we need him to cut some stuff for us. <laughs> He's a prescription for good radio. Uh, well, that's right. That's what I like to say. That's something some hack like PD would come up with. Why don't we say he's your prescription? Oh, the doctor is in. Yes. Six to ten. Shut up. You know, uh, well, we got people calling in with their weird shit already. Uh, we got Jason in Jersey. But this is the show you're going to do tomorrow night, right? Right. But might as well right, do well, it we, now we when people are actually out in the, in the uh, uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason, what's up? Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hey, hey. thanks, Danny, for hey, that. Yes, Jason. Steve, I, have a, I have a serious question for you. I'm not making a bit. Um, sometimes when I'm taking a dump, I'll come. It, like, uh, I'll ejaculate. Like, not, I'm, I won't be hard or anything. Like some, like Excuse me, right there, stop. No, no disrespect, sir. I don't even need the doctor. I know your problem is you're German. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Seriously, is that a problem? That well, why would it be a problem? Yeah, well, it depends on where you live. Yeah, it, does, it depends on how many times you're moving your bowels every day. Yeah, but uh, no, 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 it doesn't happen. All over the place. It happens every once in a while. Dr. Steve, if I may? Yes. I believe this has to do with his prostate being stimulated 
as he is uh, defecating. You stole my thunder, uh, Anthony. I just want I just want to see if I uh, can compete with the doctor, with the good doctor. Absolutely. You know, a, a urologist can actually uh, induce ejaculation by sticking their finger up your rear end and massaging your can. prostate. Sure, don't have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't they? I, I've made him have to change that wax paper on the uh, <laughs> counter quite a few times. Oh, wait. Are you uh, are you one of those doctors that have to stick the fingers up the poop shoot? I have done that. Oh yes. my God! Mm. Can you do one of those yes. today? Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Hey, rubber gloves. I ain't rubber gloves. I know you're R- not. R- look at him. Rubber gloves. Where's Pat from Tennessee? Where's Pat Let's see how great Pat Duffy really is. Oh my God! It's an actual physical. Where's Pat Duffy? It would be a physical. You would actually do this right now? What are you feeling for? He's a doctor. Sure, he's a real doctor. You know, know, actually, I can't practice in the state of New York. You're not practicing. You just feel you're being silly. What do you feel for uh, in in a prostate when you when you stick your finger up there? You're obviously feeling through the uh, intestine or the the lower the rectum. Right. Uh, What are you feeling for when you feel a prostate? Well, uh, what the Are trick you, is is that you feel a bunch of normal prostates. Prostates. So <laughs> I'm amazing, man. Every day, day in and day out, and uh-huh. then you start to recognize the abnormal prostates. Because so you, you got to do them. this pretty quickly, I noticed. Yep. Like you can't be standing sitting there for a while with your finger up some guy's ass, going, I don't know, let me check this right. side and that. Unless so you're my doctor, you go in. <laughs> Fuck. So you go in yeah. pretty quick. Pretty quick. Give a little feel. Right to left, left to right, up and down. And, and what does it feel like? It's like a rubbery walnut. A rubbery walnut, about right. the size of a walnut. About the size of a walnut. It's supposed to be anyway. And rubbery. And then it, what would they feel? Is it like maybe bumpy isn't good, obviously. Right. Bumpy is not Swollen. good. Swollen. Enlarged is not good. And it, um, would it be hard if it was cancerous or something? Sometimes. It could be woody. 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 Wow. I have okay. a medical question for Dr. Steve. Yes. All right. This has been bugging me. I have at times the inside of my ear itches. Yes. Like everyone gets an itchy ear, but I mean a lot. Yeah. And it's, I'm terrified that it's because there's cancer knitting itself through my skull. Wow. <laughs> Usually cancer wouldn't just itch. <laughs> yeah. But the thing to do is, I mean, I know you have a doctor. Have them look in there. If they don't see anything, a little cortisone on a, uh, they actually make a cortisone eardrop that you can drop in your ear, and that'll get rid of it. You think Absolutely. so? Absolutely. You don't think it's yes. any serious? Is it seasonal? Is it, I don't know. Is it worse it's, in it, the spring and fall? I, I don't know. It might. It, it's, it's been happening, uh, but not for that long. Are oh, you yeah. very waxy? Could it be waxy? Are you yeah. waxy? You're a bit I don't waxy. If you're waxy, do you notice now, a lot of ear wax? Uh, no. An ear kit. You could buy a little ear kit at Dwayne Reed. It's called a murine ear kit, and you can uh, lavage out your ear with uh, this solution. Ooh. And then if it's wax, that'll get rid of it. Hey, you don't think it's any serious? I don't think so. But you know, I'd have to. Hey, look those in your kits ear that you uh, find for cleaning out your ear—that—that's something that's uh, worthwhile to do. I th- yeah, it's a lot better than shoving Q-tips a- in your ear. Yeah, because yeah, you're just packing the right exactly the peanut butter. Right. See, I I don't I don't like the Q-tip thing. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. So I get out of the shower. I take a piece of tissue. Yeah. I kind of roll it up a little so it's bigger than a, a Q-tip, but not shove it in there so all the wax gets a, a pushback. But just kind of let it dab in there, and sometimes you pull out a little surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's nice. Well, um, put it uh, on a Ritz cracker. Oh yeah, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I'm not being a, a douche to you, am I? No, no, right. absolutely not. See? You're my p- little pal. Uh, I'm being called a fuckhead. Who's? Are you serious? Oh. 
Because I'm like, well, because you did the boring says, hey, thing. Okay, I stop being a fuckhead, Doctor Steve. Yeah. You douche. We're just. This is how we show love on this <laughs> yeah, show. Exactly. Is it? No, we love Doctor Steve. Yeah. Hey, uh, cue his music. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what? Oh, well, I thought that was his deep joke, voice. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Okay, no, I got it. His name is Pat Duffy. Oh. <laughs> there he is. Actually, uh, I got a commentary. Sounds like Adam West. Adam West? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Batman. That the original. Oh, Batman. Catwoman. <laughs> wow. He, he does impressions. You know He's got a finger in your ass. That's right. He does these impersonations, and if you're not coming from the prostate, you think he was the real people. You know what? I, I think for the first time, I'm going to listen to 202 on a Saturday night. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Lightsaber noises. This is the best of Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Are we on? And welcome to Weird Medicine. I'm Dr. Steve, Doctor to the Stars, and sitting to my right is P.A. John. Hello. And for the next 90 minutes, you're going to hear a medical show that's a little different from others. It's a medical show for people who would never listen to a medical show. A lot of the listeners of this channel are men, and I think it's fair to say, P.A. John, that their uh, health has not always been the highest priority. No. <laughs> Men's health has largely been ignored by the media for years, so we're, we're not going to change that, but we're going to put a dent in it, I think. Uh, also, tonight, we have a special celebrity guest in the second segment, so you want to stay around for that. So let's get into it. Uh, give us a call at 866-WOW-1-WOW. That's 866-969-1969 for those who can't spell wow. Uh, we'll answer any questions we can. If you're too shy to call, give us a call or uh, email us at drsteve202 at gmail.com. That's drsteve202 at gmail.com. And if we run out of stuff to talk about... I was a cameraman for Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling That's in awesome. the 70s. I knew all those guys, Ric Flair, Blackjack Mulligan, Rufus R. Jones, Wahoo McDaniel. We'll turn this into Wrestling Corner with Dr. Steve if we have to. Maybe we should just start with that. It might not be a bad idea, <laughs> considering how the opening went. Yeah. Um, oh, well, well uh, we've got a few... Uh, 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 emails from uh, listeners that uh, were emailed to us prior to the show. I thought we could start with one of those, John. Sounds good. Uh, this is one uh, from a listener that is anonymous. Uh, Dear Dr. Steve, my wife has a horrendous vaginal odor. Mm. It's so bad I gag when I get close to it and it's put me off eating fish forever. Ooh. What could be causing this? Now, I just want to say right here at the beginning... Not 30 seconds ago, I said we were going to be doing men's health, and then, of course, we're going right into the the old cliché uh, vaginal odor jokes. Yeah, but you can still come back to the men's health, because if you do have a vaginal odor that horrendous, maybe you're going to have impotency or something. Well, yeah, maybe. Who knows? But, it, yeah. you know, this was sent in by a guy, so this is, I, I guess, this could be classified as a men's issue. But, you, you know, every woman has a different odor, but sometimes there's a problem. And uh, what you want to do is look for reversible cause. You know, if a, if, if a woman has, and, and let's talk about things that this probably isn't first. We'll talk about common vaginal problems. If you have a cottage cheese discharge, it, and it, I'm never real big on the food analogies when it comes to things like uh. this, but a cottage cheese discharge is probably yeast. You could buy yeast medication over the counter, like Monistat. If you have a problem that persists, see your doctor. Uh, this usually causes kind of a, well, a yeasty, musty smell, not a fishy smell, though. Yeah. 
a yellow uh, custardy discharge. Ugh, it uh, looks like maybe creme brulee or yeah, something. Another food analogy and another food I won't eat anytime uh. soon is uh, almost always a parasite called trichomonas. And uh, this is something that needs immediate treatment with an antibiotic. And all the uh, uh, person's sexual partners need to be treated. So this you got to see your doctor for. But if you have a clear or no discharge but with a fishy odor, uh, this is almost always a thing called bacterial vaginosis. Now, uh, this is, this is, you have good bacteria and you got bad bacteria that are normal inhabitants of the female anatomy. And this is just like if you had a pond and all the trout died and all that were left were carp. And this is basically the the analogy that I would use for this is you're ending up with a you know a vagina full of bad bacteria or and, a vagina full of carp. Well, yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> uh, when you get this kind of mass kill of beneficial bacteria, which are called lactobacillus, uh, you you can detect this by doing what's called a KOH or WIF test. This is done in the doctor's office. They take a sample of fluid, add a little uh, potassium hydroxide, which is a chemical, and then they actually take it out into the lab, and then they put it up to their nose, and they smell it. Mm-hmm. And if it smells fishy, then you have uh, a positive diagnosis for bacterial vaginosis. Now, this used to be considered a benign disease. It still is. Mostly benign, but it, uh, studies recently have shown that women who have bacterial vaginosis have a higher risk of con- contracting or transmitting HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. So, uh, and it also increases the risk of premature delivery in pregnant women. So, uh, doctors will always uh, test for this early on in a pregnancy. It's really easy to treat with an antibiotic called Flagyl. Uh, if you do take Flagyl, you don't want to uh, drink alcohol. Because it causes a reaction. Have you heard of that stuff called antabuse? Yeah. Antabuse is a drug that alcoholics can take to keep to dissuade them from drinking because when they drink and take antabuse, it makes them violently ill. Uh, Flagyl has that kind of effect. So uh, don't drink and take that at the same time. In the meantime, uh, for this person, uh, if she can't get to, I mean, this is Saturday night. If she wants to take care of this problem and thinks that she may have bacterial vaginosis, you can try a thing called a yogurt douche. Now, Again, this, another food reference. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we generally, on uh, Weird Medicine, don't recommend douching, but God in his infinite wisdom made the same bacteria that makes a healthy vagina also the same stuff that makes yogurt. Yummy. Go figure. Now, does it come in different flavors? Uh, yes, but always use plain yogurt. Don't use strawberry or blueberry or okay. pineapple mango yogurt. All right. uh, use plain yogurt in a warm water douche or uh, the, the sort of less appetizing. Well, and none of this is very appetizing, but probably <coughs> the, the less um, uh, uh, easy way to do it is to pull it, draw it up into a monostat uh, applicator and, and insert it once a night for seven nights. Uh, this will overpower the bad bacteria with good bacteria, but at least see your doctor once and make sure that's what this is. Hmm. Now, one of the other things that can cause odor uh, is a vaginal foreign body. Yeah. And in my practice over the years, I have found uh, this to be a, a not a common problem, but it's not unheard of yeah. to have uh, retained condoms in the uh, in women's you know nether regions. Now, what kind of guy do you have to be to leave a condom behind? You know, you know that if. If he left it behind, he knew 
that it was off that at it was some off point. At some point. And he's just like, well, I don't know oh, where well. it is. So I guess it's just gone. It's just disappeared. Yeah, they don't look for it. They just, and then they kind of slink off into the night and go, tee hee hee. You know, I pulled a fast one. Maybe that's how the Immaculate Conception happened. And so, wow. Wow. Already offending 70% of the country. Well done, wow. P.A. John. Wow. That was P.A. John. Yeah. Well, you want to take some phone calls? Yeah. Let's see. We have a Blowhard from... Here we go. Somewhere. Sorry, everybody. Uh, that's uh, Blowhard on line two. Blowhard, you're on Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve and P.A. John. Buddies, Dr. Steve and physician's assistant. Yeah, I know what that is. John, how you doing, Excellent. buddies? Hello, buddy. Excellent. Um, what I can we do for you? I first want to say congratulations on being on the air. It's great to hear a doctor on the radio who's not selling green tea extract or <laughs> colon cleanser. Well, you haven't heard the whole show yet. Which leads me to my question. I want to discuss something that's kind of embarrassing to millions of Americans, and that is IBS, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Yes. Uh, spastic colon, which basically left unchecked leads to explosive shitting. Wow. And I was diagnosed about 10 years ago with it, and I know all about how it's, you know, nerves, nerves and uh, bad diet and all of the above. My question is, how can you eat healthy without having the spasms and the explosive shitting when at times I eat crap and it goes away? And yet when I eat the healthy vegetables, I do the workout, I lift my weights, etc., my stomach just erupts like a fire hydrant in the South Bronx in July. Yeah. I mean, what is the deal with the IBS? Can you just explain a little bit about what is actually happening and how to prevent it or how to at least stop the symptoms of the shitting? Are there specific foods, uh, blowhard, that cause uh, this other than just green leafy vegetables? Things like broccoli, anything like that? Yeah, well, broccoli is a staple in the diet. And also sometimes uh, maybe one small potato could do it. Uh, a salad, like you mentioned, the leafy vegetables. And I know I drink a lot of caffeine. That's my one vice. Well, I guess it is. Yep. And uh, I know that being diabetic, I'm, I'm dehydrated. And that kind of contributes to what I get. Right. But yeah. it just seems that whenever I'm doing the right thing and eating, you know, just healthy foods, it aggravates it. Right. But if I go out and I eat a, a small planet or two, it definitely feels better and it, there's sure. no problem to deal with. Now, I know there's drugs you can take. Um, I've been taking the antispasmodics. I've been, you know, I tried the Valium yeah. route, and it just doesn't okay. work. So, Well, um, there, there are a couple of things here. Number one, I'd like to make sure that you actually have, that it actually is um, irritable, irritable bowel. bowel syndrome that's causing this problem. Because they're, uh, first off, the problems that you're having are with what are called high-residue foods. So uh, lots of fiber and roughage is actually good for you, uh, or felt to be good for you, but... Things like broccoli and beans and other things like that can actually have what we call insoluble sugars in them, and those can cause explosive diarrhea separate from irritable bowel syndrome. And the thing that you might try is a medication called Beano, and it has an enzyme in it that actually breaks down these sugars and should slow that down. And I don't know if you've ever tried it. I've seen it advertised. Okay, I, w I would give it a try. I really would. Uh, y it may be uh, that your symptoms are caused by irritable bowel syndrome, uh, but they, it may actually be something else. It may actually be a reaction to the to the foods that you're eating rather than sp uh, spastic colon per se. So I'd give right. it a try. 
All right, gentlemen. And, of course, was, talk to your doctor. This is for entertainment purposes only. The Vino thing and, uh, okay, man. You guys, good luck, and I hope to hear more of the show in the future. I can listen to you guys for hours. Okay. Thanks, just well, started, but I like the topic. Okay. Thank you, Blowhard. Hey, thanks, Blowhard. Have a good day. Um, and we've got another uh, uh, email. Uh, email here, uh, P.A. John. It's uh, from a guy who just signs his name P.D., and it says, Dear Dr. Steve, my wife wants me to have a vasectomy. And then he puts in parentheses, something stupid about it being less risky for me than for her. And uh, I'm okay with the idea, but will it change the quality or the quantity of my splooge? Mm. Well, actually, uh, you know, vasectomy, we should talk about this because uh, a lot of men fear vasectomy. And I think there's a lot of misinformation about uh, vasectomy. And actually, line six has a vasectomy question. And uh, we will get to that. Uh, it, just hang on the line. Uh, vasectomy is an office procedure. It's basically just cutting the cord from the testicles to the rest of the body. The cord's called the vas deferens. And uh, cutting off the supply of sperm cells doesn't really change the character of the ejaculation. Uh, sperm's less than 10% of the ejaculate itself. And they're microscopic, minute part of the ejaculate. The rest of the fluid's basically produced in the prostate gland and, and, and another place called the seminal vesicles. Yeah. Uh, you will not be able to detect a difference in uh, in your splooge. Uh, let me let me talk a little bit because I want to I want to demystify this procedure for a lot of guys. Uh, it isn't a fun procedure. I, you may know PA John that I had a vasectomy and why um, would I know that? Good question. God, I don't know. I, I was just making conversation. Actually, and you, hoping you, you would did, say yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you, that's because <laughs> you told me this. Exactly. Just yeah. now, I did have a vasectomy, and um, basically they put you in a position called dorsal lithotomy position. Now, this is a position that all women know because it's the same position that women are placed in when they have a pap smear. So this is, uh, shall we say, a somewhat vulnerable position, and guys aren't used to it. And uh, don't do like I did, which was not shave before you go, because my stupid urologist didn't tell me that you need to shave. And so I'm laying there. He puts me in this position with my feet up in the stirrups and my legs splayed uh, apart. Okay. Yeah. And then he's he's talking to me. Well, did you enjoy the restaurant the other night? And he takes a daisy razor and starts dry shaving my nuts. Uh. Holy. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I, I had you know the white knuckle effect as I'm absolutely just tearing holes in the in the this I, thing that I'm lying. I would have had the white testicle. testicle it was fact. It was unbelievable. Uh, then uh, the 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 worst. So it, that you can avoid by shaving yourself. The. Uh, uh, the local anesthetic is another interesting thing in that when they when they inject you, they inject it right into the vas deferens, which is, again, the tube coming from the testicle to the rest of the body. And it shares the same nerve supply with the testicle, so it feels like they're sticking the needle into your nut. Now, the great news about this is, is that it only lasts for about 10 seconds, and then the rest of the procedure is completely pain-free. Yeah. Until... The <laughs> until the anesthetic wears off. Now, I, my wife will attest to this. Of course, she came in in the middle of this thing and sees this guy just covered, uh, you know, uh, with his bloody hands, just talking to me about eating food at a restaurant while he's tying off these tubes inside my scrotum. Like the guy at the Japanese restaurant Absol cutting up the food. The, at the it was uh, a little bit like yeah. that, I think. It, at least from my position, I could yeah. just sort of see his head and his hands moving around. And uh, so I got up and said, "Hell, I'm going to." work 
Yeah, I felt great after it was over. And, uh, you know, they said, no, you got to go home. You got to go home. And it's like, hell no, I know better. You know, I feel great. Did you have well, a cigarette after it was over? No. But uh, an hour later, uh, I actually was really glad that I didn't try to go to work because yeah. it's, it's pretty impressive. The, the amount of discomfort that you have. Again, not that bad. You just got to take it easy for a couple of days. And then I wore a hard plastic cup. Uh, for about a week after that, you it know, an athletic support. supporter yeah. with a hard plastic cup, which was fun because I could walk up to people and they'd say, how'd your vasectomy go? And I'd say, wow, you know, I had this really weird reaction to the anesthetic. It made my nuts hard as rocks. And I'd go on the plastic, cup, which was more of a visual thing. Anyway, um, I saw it. You're um your doctor will tell you when to do uh, sperm samples, and they won't be satisfied if they see even one sperm cell. So let's uh, grab line six and talk to Kent in Canada. Kent, you're on Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve. Hello, Kent. K- Kent. Hello. Hello, Kent. Hi, how are you? Good. Hey, man. What you got? Um, I had a vasectomy about a week ago. Yes. And... Besides, the the right side seems way more bruised than the left side. Is okay. that normal? Uh, it can happen. You know, there's yeah. a, there are some uh, veins and blood vessels in that area that, uh, you know, can be uh, traumatized by this thing, and you can get a lot of bruising on one side more than the other. Yeah, well, it, it also all depends on exactly like Dr. Steve was saying, where they actually gave the local anesthesia. You know, they can where they inject it may have been more so on that side. They may have gone in on the right with the needle, and uh, it was just traumatized, like you said, a little bit more. So Also, yeah. yes. Um, there seems to be, like, uh, a lot more swelling on that side. It's almost like, uh, it feels almost like a third testicle at this point. Yes. Um, right about the right one. Again, is that normal? You, uh, you may have a little fluid collection there and, uh, a hematoma or something. It could be blood. Uh, this is what I would do. Um, I, I'd apply, are you wearing your athletic supporter like they told you? Yeah, uh, this box of briefs after a week is what he basically told yeah, me. Yeah, okay. okay. And then he stayed, uh, a lot of times when you see this happen, guys didn't follow the instructions completely and did a little bit more than they were supposed to. So I, I wonder if maybe you were a little more active than you should have been. Probably. But um, uh, if the swelling is still continuing and it's painful... Uh, Not I would, really painful. Okay, then I would I would watch it for a few days. Touch bases with your urologist or your family practitioner who did the procedure, and uh, if you get any redness around that area, or if it gets hot or painful to the touch, you need to call uh, even after hours and talk to your urologist. Okay. Okay. Okay, man. Thanks, Kent. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got uh, Patrick in Philly has a question about true remedy for hair loss. Patrick. Didn't mean to steal your thunder. You there, man? Hi, this is Patrick O'Neill. Did you know that many thousands of people who get minor aches and pains in their muscles or joints use therapeutic mineralized Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Excellent. <laughs> that was awesome. Was that the radio shark? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think it probably was. Maybe. Uh, let's talk to Sean in Florida. Sean. Yes. Got some sebaceous gland troubles, my brother? Uh, yes, um, on my testicles, I have swollen, clogged, sebaceous glands. Yes. And? I'm trying to figure out. Okay. How do you, can you get rid of them or what do you do? Um, so you've got sort of a nodular scrotum, is that what, uh, what basically you've got? How many, how many nodules is it? I mean, is it like, uh, I got like 10. 
Oh, just 10. Okay. Uh, a lot of times a dermatologist can take care of that That's for you. That's not a lot, apparently, yeah. from your reaction. I yeah, think no, 10 I, would be a lot. I've seen people that every sebaceous gland on their scrotum is uh, is clogged, and they just, just have these really scrotum. big, lumpy, lumpy, hard scrotum. That sounds painful. It's And it's not, though, usually. Is this painful at all, my friend? No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, is it is it causing any problems in the bedroom? Is that I mean, is your just psychological? I'm yeah, okay. I'm, You're concerned about the appearance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, a dermatologist can take care of that. Uh, I'm not sure that the urologists mess with that. Yeah, I would say darm. But I, I would probably go to a dermatologist and let them unroof those for you. And uh, it, they will, con- you know, once they start, it just means that you're prone to it. But if you've only got ten, and how old are you? Uh, 32. Okay, so you've, uh, on average, uh, what does that work out to? Uh, one every uh, three, three years. years. Yeah, that's not so bad. So if they unroof those for you and get rid of them, uh, you probably won't get that many more before you die. Okay. Okay, so man. I got to worry about coming back if I get rid of them. Yeah, and uh, you probably will get more, but uh, uh, those particular ones won't come back. Yeah. All right, right. man. All right. Thanks. Hey, thanks for calling. Uh,. Oh, here's one, uh, Jay in Tucson. Let's get back to the vasectomy question. Jay. Yes. Hello. What can we do for you? You're on Weird Medicine. Um, well, uh, my my question is uh, is this. I had a vasectomy about a year and a half, two years ago, and now my wife is uh, thinking that I should go and have it reversed, and I was wondering about how complex uh, is that procedure and how painful it you know, how long is it going to take? Okay. Um, I'm not an expert on reversing vasectomies, but I do know that most of the uh, guys that do vasectomies uh, tell people to not count on them being able to reverse it. Um, the human body is an amazing thing. A lot of people who don't want their vasectomies reversed, uh, they will reverse spontaneously because if you put two pieces of vas deferens in the same room, they will try to grow together. Uh, but it is a microsurgical procedure, and uh, it'll cost you a lot more than having the vasectomy did to reverse oh, yeah. it. And uh, it is, uh, and it's not a procedure that's guaranteed to work. Uh, you may talk to your fertility specialist about other ways to get sperm uh, out of your body and into your wife's body other than reversing your vasectomy. There are some things out there that some centers will do. But um, uh, I, I, you can try the reversal. Uh, I, I just don't count on it uh, working, okay? All right. Yeah, and I can't I can't give you the uh, the exact uh, percentages. Per- percentages on that. But I'll tell you what, I'd look it up for you. Just email me sometime at drsteve202 at gmail.com, and I'll see if I can get you some statistics on that, okay? All, All right. right, man. Hey, thanks for calling. Good luck. Okay, thanks. Good luck Bye. with it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, uh, John, I, you know, we've been talking a lot about testicles already yeah. in the first segment. Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, testicular cancer? I think that we can save... How many listeners you figure we have, Danny, tonight? Uh, well, four. no, I'm way more than that. On any given Saturday, I'd say you have you probably got a hundred grand on you. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now I'm nervous. I'm a, I was sort of imagining we were talking to about 15 people out there. Um, yeah. Then we will save a considerable number of lives tonight. Yes. Because uh, testicular cancer. This is. One of my issues is that men's health is often, uh, it's not really swept under the rug. It's just not talked about. Um, every woman, by the time they're 18, knows that they need to get a pap smear. And breast exams. And every woman needs, knows that they need to do self-breast exams. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many guys who are young, 15-year-olds, know that they need to be doing self-testicular exams? You know, that was one of the things we, we kind of joked around with Pat Duffy the other day and uh, basically humiliated him in the studio in front of his friends. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that we did was a testicular exam on him yes. because he is in the demographic uh, that it would be affected by that. Uh, young men have a higher risk of testicular cancer. This is not an old man's disease. Uh, it's the most common cancer between the ages of 20 to 34. And... Uh, Men with undescended testicles, if you have one, only one testicle in your scrotum, you have a much higher risk of testicular cancer. And if that's never been taken care of, I want you to go to your doctor and say, look, I've got an undescended testicle. I need to do something about this. Yeah. Um, but this is what I want everybody to do. Every guy that's listening right now, and I know we've got women listening, uh, but I, every guy needs to reach down and feel their knots. Now, while you're doing this, the the testicle should feel sort of like uh what what kind of a, a walnut? An, a, you know, an ovoid uh, an oblate spheroid is the is the term for it but I'm they, it, it should just feel like a smooth sort of elongated egg a large thing. lima bean and uh on the exactly I love the another food another food reference the, yeah. another thing I want ever have to eat uh the uh the testicle feels smooth on the front but on the if you reach around at the top with your finger like a C clamp and with your thumb you will feel this sort of uh, mushy area, and that is the epididymis. Above that, there's a tender area that may be a little cyst on the epididymis, and then above that will be the cord. And now, if you feel anything rocky that feels like a a, a stone or gravel. a piece of yeah, yeah like a, a aquarium gravel yeah. that's stuck to um, to the testicle, you need to get that checked out. And I, when I was in Vermont, I had a I, I always talked about testicular exams with with uh, you know the young men especially if I did uh, uh, football physicals I would get a bunch of them at once right. and make sure I told them about it and I had a kid come in and say you know hey Dr. Steve you told me to check my nuts and I did and I've got a place on there and he actually had testicular cancer it was removed he was cured and he is as far as I know still doing well today so caught mm-hmm. early it's very curable uh, other things you may feel in there um, you want to take that PA John? No. Okay <laughs> you may feel uh, a a hard balloon-like thing above the testicle, and right. if you take a flashlight and put it behind your scrotum, and you can see that it's a clear 
fluid-filled sack. That um, is called a hydroseal. And you also can uh, uh, feel a bag of worms, uh, and that is a uh, varicoseal, which is just varicose veins above the scrotum. Uh, if you have a big old globby bag of worms on both sides, you may actually be uh, uh, have problems with fertility, and so that needs to be checked out as well. So if you feel anything unusual, uh, have it checked out by your doctor. Yeah. Okay, you do yeah. self-testicular exams? Yes, I do. You do? Fact. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, every six months. Let's see who we got. Um, okay, how about Todd in Tennessee? Oh, another vasectomy question. This is going to be vasectomy uh, with Dr. Steve tonight. Todd in Tennessee. Are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Todd. Dr. Steve. Hello. What can we do for you? Well, I uh, recently had a vasectomy, and uh, in fact, the stitches aren't quite healed up yet. And I've got uh, sort of under the right stitches, I've got this little blob. It's almost like a little growing third nut, but it gets kind of pussy, and, and it leaks out like this clear whitish okay. discharge thing. And, you know, I'm obviously I need to go see my doctor about it, but it's kind of painful. Yeah. Yep. Is there anything I can do to, to alleviate that pain until I can see my doctor? Is the redness around it? Yeah, it's it's pretty red but i mean they're kind of red anyway so okay but it's not angry red no 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 okay no it's, and what's the size of it right now see that's the thing it'll grow up and then it'll discharge a little bit right now you know it's the size of a i don't know a cashew nut but okay. it'll get up you know okay. there's one more food you don't have to eat yeah thank uh, you. <laughs> but it'll get <laughs> it up uh, i don't know twice that size sometimes before okay. it, you know usually it just It'll just squirt out the stitches. And Lovely, and it's and it it's is it, effects. Is it pus or does it look like it's uh, clear, it's clear white? Oh, dude, I mean, it looks like pus to me, but I'm not a doctor. Yep, you know, yep. it's, it's white, or white, clear, and okay. um, you know, it could be pus, could be splooge. I don't know. Yeah, white and clear. That could be a thing called a spermatocele. It's not impossible that you could have um, a, a collection of uh, fluid that's actually coming from the testicle itself. Uh, most of the time, you just have cells there, but every once in a while, they'll irritate the um, the the tube enough that you'll get a collection of fluid in there, and that may actually be secreting uh, from the area. Yeah, it could be sperm cells and uh, body fluid. So you get definitely got to check it out. I again, I I recommend that you get some, uh, you know, your athletic supporter, elevate those nuts so they're not hanging and putting tension on this thing, and then uh, put some uh, ice on it as well. Yeah, you definitely Especially need to get back. Angry. Definitely need okay. to get back to whoever it was that did the procedure. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you mentioned earlier that that uh, two pieces of asdeferens will seek each other out and try to reconnect. Could that be going on? Uh, not impossible, but the the easiest way to tell that is uh, through your uh, sperm samples, man. You know, you just basically, you know, you rub one out into a cup and they look at it under the microscope. And if there's samples in there, then you're growing back together. I mean, if there's cells in there, you're growing back together. If not, then you're okay. But I would wait until you get the stitches out. Yeah. Yeah. You're way too early, early to yeah. even be worrying about that. But yeah. if you're having uh, anything coming from the wound itself, you got to get your doctor to check it out. Okay. Okay, so do I need to save it the next time it leaks and take him a sample? Uh, Probably not, because it wouldn't be viable. I yeah, they'll at that point. they'll be able to look at it yeah. uh, when he, when he looks at it or he or she looks at it. They'll know uh, what it is when they see it. They'll have seen it a hundred times before. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. think you need to keep a sample of it. But if you get a fever or redness that's spreading up your body, then uh, don't wait. Uh, go after hours and get it checked out. Okay. Yeah. Now. Okay, and just regular over the. Over-the-counter pain medicines and ice. Yeah, if yeah, you can take it, I think ice is great. And uh, if you can, don't apply uh, the ice directly to your ball sack. Otherwise, you could end up with frostbite. 
yeah. of your ball. So you want to put something in between that, or yeah, just put it in, put some crushed ice in a in a of of ziploc and wrap it in a little towel. Yeah, and put it to okay. it. Okay, okay, man. Well, hey, thanks, guys. Listen, good luck. Let us know how it goes. Okay. Will do. Thanks for being on the radio. All right, man. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. All right. All right. Well, we need to take a break. Eight six six Wow One Wow is the number. Eight six six nine six nine one nine six nine. This is Weird Medicine with Doctor Steve. It's Weird Medicine. Weird Medicine. A bloody mucusy discharge with Doctor Steve. <laughs> Testicular manslaughter by cattle decapitation. The bumper music is uh, definitely fitting given a last segment that we did. Uh, all testes all the time on Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve and P.A. John. Phone uh, number is 866-WOW-1-WOW, 866-969-1969, or you can email us at drsteve202 at gmail.com. One thing I wanted to say, uh, P.A. John, a lot of other medical shows, when you call in, they call you back. They, yeah. They wait till the next day and call you back, and then you're on the air. We're doing these things off the cuff. Uh, remember, we are not your doctor, so uh, verify everything with your doctor. Uh, take uh, take our advice how you will. Uh, we'll do the best we can, and uh, and we'll just go from there. We'll yeah. Talk. Yeah. Nothing beats going and actually seeing your physician. But and one of the things that we can talk about is how to talk to your doctor uh, or uh, other provider and get them to take you. Your complaint seriously. That, yeah. I, that's one of the problems I see more and more every day when people call me or text me or email me on the internet because I'm on all the message boards and stuff and I get questions. A lot of times the patients uh, will say, uh, I've talked to my doctor about this. They don't seem to be taking me seriously and they actually have a serious problem. Well, a lot of times it's how they've approached the problem with their doctor and, uh, you know, uh, health providers are people too. And, uh, sometimes you just have to approach it a certain way and we can help you with that. And so it always helps that, to go yep. into the room with what you want to ask them written out. Because if you can actually give them a list, give your uh, PA or your doctor a list or your nurse practitioner a list of what you actually want to know that day, yep. it helps tremendously. And a lot of doctors are probably, if there are any listening right now, they're cringing because we all know those patients that come in with their lists. Yeah. But it really is a, a very effective way for patients to get out what they want to do. It's just like we have our list tonight, which we've completely thrown away because we've yeah. gotten so many phone calls tonight, which is awesome. We weren't really expecting Expecting uh, this kind of response, and uh, in that vein, let's go to Ron in Indiana. Ron, are you there? Hello. You're on Weird Medicine. What can we do for you? Yeah, I got a question. My girlfriend's kind of adventurous, and uh, her new thing she wants me to do is she wants me to lick her ass, and I'm kind of wondering what the dangers or what could happen to me, or what's the worst case scenario, or if it's uh, it's sanitary at all. Sure. Well, it's you know, it's it's absolutely not sanitary, but uh, very little about uh, sex is. But it. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it could be we, enjoyable. It's true. Um, yeah. Depends on what kind of uh, dressing you want to put on that salad before you uh, start licking it. Well, as long as don't you know what? Don't listen to him for the rest of the show. Uh, if if you uh, 
uh, is she doesn't have any communicable diseases for the most part. The, th- the kinds of things that you can get from uh, what we call the fecal oral route, or other words, uh, from uh, someone's rear end to your mouth, uh, are things like hepatitis A. So yes. she's okay there. But then there is this problem with E. coli and other bacteria like that. I mean, there are a lot of bacteria there that you can uh, uh, be exposed to. I think uh, just give it a try, and if you don't get sick, you're gold. Yeah. Uh, But you can also place um, saran wrap uh, between you and the person, and you can try it that way. Or a dental dam. You can do that if you're really particular about it. Uh, Might take the mood away, but... I, we are getting so many testicle uh, questions. I guess we may need to take another one. Adam in Ohio. Yes, hello. Hello. Yeah, uh, I was wondering. Uh, I'm only 27 years old, and I have this uh, this like kind of growth on my right testy. Uh, it's it's not like a lump, like a zit, but it's more like a kind of a uh, when you get scratched and it like breaks the skin. Yeah. It kind of leaves a long, kind of you know, like raised bump. Yes. It, like, it, should I be worried about cancer with that? I, like, I, I've had a, a physical, and and my doctor didn't say anything about it, but like, I'm always still worried about that. Has your doctor looked at it? Have you, have you showed it um, to him or her? Not, not like specifically, but okay. he did give me a, uh, you know, like a, a physical, th- uh, like a, like a, like a physical that. Sure. Um, let me ask you something. You say it's on the testes. Is it actually on the scrotum, or is it on no, the skin no, no. of the No, no, it, it's actually on, like, a, excuse my language, the ball. Okay, so it's under the skin where you can yeah, move. It, the, like, it, like, it feels like it's on the actual testy, and it's like a long kind of, like, like, like if you yeah. had scratched, and it drew, like, like a cat scratch, yeah. and then it, like, raised up afterwards, okay. that's what it feels like. And it's been there for about a year. Okay. And there's no signs of it going away. Most of these things uh, like this are not uh, anything to worry about. However, uh, having said that, I want you to get this checked out, okay? If, if you can take the skin of the scrotum and slide it over this thing and it stays stationary on the nut itself, then it absolutely needs to be checked out. Now, this could have been, uh, it, you could have some scar tissue there from, yeah. uh, some vigorous sex or you may have run into a table at some point and hit your nut but you may and it may just be scar tissue but i definitely want that to get checked out and they can do uh, an ultrasound uh, that will pretty much diagnose it uh, yeah. in a couple of minutes and it's a real simple procedure it's a little embarrassing to whip your nuts out and have somebody put jelly on it and then this uh, uh how would you describe that thing it looks like a microphone kind of that they run over your nuts but it's uh, it's not painful it's an easy procedure highly recommended I would definitely get that checked out, man, okay? Okay, well, can I have a second question real, real quick? Yeah, sure. If it's quick. Um, my, my question would be, like, like in any other place in your body, how would you determine cancer? Like, would it be, like, a large lump, like, like a large, like, hard lump, or is it, you know, just anything that's not there before? Dude, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the thing. If you uh, have... Um, a lump that wasn't there before, definitely anything get it checked odd. out. Anything, and, anything that's, that's odd. odd. You know, if you hear a weird sound in your car, you're going to, at some point, check it out. And if you don't, it's at your peril yeah. because something's going to break down in your car. It's right. the same thing. If you've got a weird lump someplace, y'all, just please uh, get it checked out. Yeah. And don't fart around with that because that's uh, really important, and I want you guys to live a long time. Um, I've got... Uh, Harold in Bridgeport has got an interesting question. Harold, are you there? Uh, 
Oh, boy. Excellent, Harold. Hey, Radio Shark. That was a delightful question. And it was a good question to the bastard. Yeah. He was calling about sleep disorders, which we need to talk about at some point tonight. Um, let's see. How about Les? Les from Trucker, or Les the Trucker. Okay, I get it. When I sneeze, I get something going on. What's going on, Les? Yeah, um, I had a uh, coughing spasm real bad, and uh, I had a lot of pressure in my sinus area. And now is what happens whenever I sneeze or cough, I get real bad nosebleeds. It gushes blood real bad. Yeah. I have a hard time getting it to stop. I'm just wondering, could I burst a blood vessel in my sinus passages yeah. somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it... Uh the the tissue in the very front of the nose is uh more uh friable or a lot thinner than any of the tissues so um you actually make sure your nose doesn't start bleeding now um but uh it it it, it, it you probably did uh break a blood vessel and if you're having a lot of these then you probably need to have again go see your doctor they can actually ablate these uh blood vessels with uh cautery Cauterization. Jargon alert. Jargon alert. Well, well, okay. They can get rid of this by frying it with an acid. How about that? Or sticking a hot uh, metal... Well, don't scare the guy to death. It's not that bad. You Basically, they go in, and uh, they can numb you up, and they can take care of the problem pretty easily. Uh, it's real easy to look up into the nose and see where the bleeding is coming from, uh, yeah. if it's if it's obvious. Uh, ear, nose, and throat, uh, let your family practitioner take a look at it or your internist, and uh, if they can't help you, then they'll usually send you to an ear, nose, and throat guy. Now, if you're having a bleeding that won't stop... That's a whole other problem, and that's actually a medical emergency. Though, yeah. I would, you know, if you're just gushing blood and it will not stop, I would go to the uh, emergency. Yeah, I would give it no more than out. twenty minutes. Uh, the easiest way to stop these, of course, is just put your head back and apply. I would pressure. lean forward, lean forward, and apply pressure right on the bridge of your nose. Yep. Yeah, and if you hold, pinch your nose closed, and uh, you'll form a good blood clot. Um, that should help. Okay, let's go to Bob in Montana. Bob, are you there? You're on Weird Medicine. Bob? Okay. Bob. Okay, Bob's gone. He's driving. Bob, call back. Uh, How about Chris in Kentucky? Chris, are you there? It sounds like the same guy. (laughs) Chris. Chris. Chris and Bob. Hello. Chris. Hey, how you doing? There you go. Okay, man. Hey, good. Uh, Dr. Steve, I've got this. I hate to change gears after all this other talk, but I've got this weird... I don't know if I call it a skin condition, and uh, let me just tell you all I can without rambling too much, hopefully. Sure. Um, Give us the Reader's Digest version. I'm sorry? Give us the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. Um, since at least puberty, uh, pretty back as far as I can remember, uh, just uh, I've noticed no pattern to it whatsoever as far as eating, time of day, exposure to any kind of different soaps or anything. Um, I'll just get a regular little itch, you know, like you do, reach over and scratch my arm, and it keeps itching. And I'll start tearing it up, and I'll get like this patch. It varies from like the size of a couple silver dollars up to like elbow to shoulder area. And um, it's just like welts on top of welts in this red 
rash and it itches like the dickens and I scratch the hell out of it, try not to, and like maybe like 20 minutes later it's completely gone and I scratch hard enough there should be marks. There sh- I should have broke the skin but I don't yep. and like within like 30 minutes it's completely dissipated and I've had it happen on arms, legs, um, sometimes you know a couple times a week, sometimes I'll go a couple months without it. Does it ever occur anywhere that you can't reach? I'm sorry, go ahead. Does it ever occur anywhere that you can't reach? In other words, in a part of your body that you can't reach? Middle of your back. That's what um, Not really. It's usually, you know, fairly reachable. Okay. And uh, I've noticed that it doesn't spread. Like if my left leg's doing it, I'll scratch it, and then I'll, you know, I'll touch my right arm for something, and it doesn't necessarily spread very seldom. Okay. Uh, a lot of times... Uh, what you may be looking at, if it's in, it never occurs in a place that you can't reach, uh, there's a thing called neurodermatitis, and this is a a, a weird f- form of um, uh, of a skin itching syndrome that uh, is, it may be caused by uh, nerve endings that are firing. It may be caused by anxiety. It can be caused by a lot of different things, and it's characterized by intense itching. You scratch and scratch and scratch until, uh, and sometimes people will uh, get into this uh, almost crazed situation where they're so itchy that they'll just dig gouges out of their skin. And there are some uh, medications. There's an antidepressant, and I'm not recommending that you try this, okay? Uh, but I want you to talk to your doctor about it. But there is an antidepressant called doxapin that is one of the most powerful anti-itch agents uh, out there, and it works real well. You may just be having... There are some people that have uh, sensitive skin that if you scratch it a little bit, you'll actually get a get hives, and it may simply be that. And uh, that's a hard one to deal with and again a dermatologist could help you with that yeah so you may end up having to have a uh, skin scraping where the dermatologist will be able to look at that under a microscope to see if there's any other thing going on but yeah all right jerry from cincinnati are you there Hey, Why do I say that every single time? I got to come up with something else to say uh, when I take a phone call. Is Hello? other than "Are you there?" Yeah, Jerry, go ahead. I'm just yeah, I'm just rambling because I'm an idiot. This is the first time I've ever oh, been well, on radio. That's, that's allowed on this station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, my girlfriend's into golden showers. Okay. And she's been asking me to urinate inside of her while we're having uh, intercourse. Okay. And I'm really She's a goer. and I'm just wondering if this is uh, if there's any major concerns as far as uh, you know some sort of infection or if it yep. can be done and then douche afterwards and that'll be fine. Are you are you otherwise healthy? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and are you diabetic? No. Okay, then uh, here's the thing: urine is sterile, very sterile. It's uh, should be normal. Very normal urine is uh, cell-free. It's just basically uh, ultra filtration uh, byproducts of uh, you know body metabolism, and it's mostly water. It's got some other chemicals in it, and uh, you can, uh, I, I think, uh, pee freely. Yeah, I'm, I'm not aware of any downside to that as long as you're healthy and uh, don't have any infections and uh, you know other than it may now there may be a change in the uh, uh, bacterial counts in the vagina because of that and And then we may be back to what we were at at the beginning with bacterial vaginosis I don't know of any uh, study that shows that there is a relationship between the two if there's a GYN or a gynecologist out there a urologist that knows better have them feel free to call in but uh, I think you're I think you're okay with yeah, that Yeah I'd one. say go for it All right oh, Excellent 
Uh, <laughs> John from call. Colorado. Hey, Steve. Hey, man. Hey, look, I got a problem. I've been receiving oral sex from my girlfriend, and uh first time she asked me if I wanted a uh, prostate massage. Uh, okay. She stuck her finger up my ass. I didn't know what was coming until I started coming. Right. Uh, I've been doing it more often, and now it's gotten to the point where I can't come unless she does it. Does okay. That, does that make me gay? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, this is, uh, you know, some people think that the prostate is the male G-spot, and I think that was just such an intense stimulation for you that, uh, you know, you've just you've come to, to enjoy it more yeah, than just it. regular uh, ejaculation. I mean, everybody has these stimuli that they require to achieve an orgasm, and now you've sort of programmed yourself to uh, have this stimulation, and you're absolutely, I mean, you're doing it with a chick, right? So you're absolutely not gay. Uh, not that that makes you a bad person if you were. Uh, let's talk to uh, Ray the Trucker. Ray, welcome to Weird Medicine. Hey, how's it going tonight, Dr. Steve? Good, man. A hey, little, little nervous, but we're doing now. okay. Yeah. The genital warts. Yes. And I had the doctor get some of them off. They froze them off, and they, she didn't get all of them. I got a female doctor. That's why I said she. But when I said something at the physical this year about, you know, there's three others you didn't get, she's like, well, get that Dr. Scholl's wart remover, which is a freezing product, but it says in all the instructions, don't use it on genital warts. Right. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I'm in favor of some other things for genital warts, and there are some preparations that are particularly made for genital warts, and one of them is a medication called amiquimod, and uh, you can apply it yourself. Your doctor can prescribe it for you. If they're not familiar with it, uh, it's also called Aldera. There's also a, a, a medication called Condolox that you can use. I think the reason that you're not that you shouldn't use those uh, over-the-counter uh, preparation is because they can really be pretty caustic to the scrotum. It, it, as you know, the scrotum is pretty sensitive, and uh, just putting a caustic substance on there can be a problem. Yeah, the so. tissue could end up scarring, so definitely I uh, would be a little wary of uh, doing the over-the-counter preps on that. Now, yeah, the um, I was just looking here. I had some stuff on that, but the uh, Aldera is real easy to do. Uh, you apply it. Uh, they'll give you a schedule for applying the stuff, and uh, and it's a it's a real simple, quick procedure. You do it yourself. The problem with uh, condyloma or genital warts is that um, they uh, uh, are viruses it's caused by the human papilloma virus and viral particles are even smaller than bacteria so you can't always get the um uh the all of the growing warts before they come you you won't be able to see them now one thing that you can do that's kind of fun uh well my definition of fun may be different than yours is to take a little uh, white vinegar put it on um a uh on a white hand towel and wrap it around your schlong and then let it sit there for about five minutes and when you take it off all the really white areas are oncoming genital warts and it, they'll turn a real bright white it's called a ceto white reaction and you can apply the chemical to that but uh, i'd go back to your doctor and say i'm not real comfortable using this over-the-counter stuff i really want to try to use uh the prescription stuff do you mind writing me a prescription does that yeah. sound okay man 
Every time I go to her, she finds something good to send me into a bunch of tests over, so, you know. Well, okay, okay. That's a whole other issue. And and yeah. I think you're free to talk to your doctor about that, yeah, too. You find know. another doctor. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Um, I had another question about yep. navel Sorry. hernia repairs. Are you familiar with those at all? Navel hernia repairs. Umbilical hernia repairs, yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. What's the question? I had I had a major one, which was repaired five times now. And okay. I've got the Gore-Tex pad with Mylar over the top of that, tucked under both ribs, and now it's coming loose. Any idea? You know, I went to a specialist. He looked at it, and he's going, well, I don't really want to do anything right. until, you know, your intestines are laying on your kneecap. Yep. Um, I understand that. Uh, actually, uh, John's wife used to do this procedure. and uh, Yeah. It's um, one of those things that when you have a recurrent hernia, it gets harder and harder every to time repair. to repair yeah. it. And uh, they do, uh, once you've had it five times, man, they, they basically want your guts to be falling out before they go in there again. And then sometimes at that point, they still won't do it because it's, a, again, a high risk of failure. So Yeah. We found that inf- information on the Aldera. You put it on at bedtime for three days, and then you rest for four days. It's really easy to do. And uh, Condolox, you apply that uh, uh, twice a day for three consecutive days, and uh, then you discontinue it for four days. Now, the Condolox is a little bit more of an intense reaction and uh, actually causes some destruction of of the tissue uh, around it but it heals up normally and you really should end up with very uh, little disfiguration after it's over with uh, it, it is kind of interesting John that there have been some studies that showed uh, that patients who have genital warts are at higher risk for other diseases right and uh, one of those is uh, head and neck cancer now that's a devastating disease and if you have genital warts and have oral sex, uh, you can actually uh, end up with your partner having a higher risk for head and neck cancer. Transmitting um, it. Right. Uh, high lifetime number of oral or vaginal sex partners, tw- which is defined as 26 or more, was associated with a higher risk of cancer. It was 3 to 1. Hmm. Uh, so the, you know, the, the take-home message for this is don't eat cauliflower. Yeah. You know, that's another food reference. Yeah, Excellent. another food reference. We're full of food references tonight. Uh, yeah, the genital warts kind of look like uh, the the really big ones look like fungating chunks of cauliflower, and uh, it's um, you know human papillomavirus. At least we we know where it's coming from, right. and we can do something about it. Uh, cervical cancer is basically. Um, a sexually transmitted disease. I right. mean, the, women uh, get human papillomavirus from their partner, and then the human ba- papillomavirus will cause a non-symptomatic genital, uh, con- you know, warts that may not be able to even be visible with the naked eye, and uh, then over time cause changes in the cervix. That can lead to cancer. So, uh, just, this is something that can be picked up easily on a pap smear and, uh, get your pap smears every year. Here's, here's why, PA John. If uh, the pap smears 30% of the time will be negative, in other words, will show no changes even when there are cellular changes. So if you get your pap smear done every three years, you may be 10 years down the road before they pick up the change. And then it's too late because cervical cancer takes about 10 years. It's very slow-growing cancer. Whereas if you uh, have your pap smear done every single year uh, without fail, it is highly likely that this uh, pre-cancerous condition will be picked up, easily treatable in the doctor. 
doctor's office without surgery uh, or without significant surgery. And um, sometimes they can do it just by freezing the area. Other times they use a, uh, an electrified wire to cut out the area. It's really easy, mostly painless, a little globby afterward, but not too bad. Definitely worth the uh, or going through because the uh, or the risk of not doing it is really high. Benefits definitely outweigh the risk on that one. Absolutely. How are we doing on time, Danny? We doing okay? Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Rick in Arizona. He's got a, 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 a problem that we haven't talked about yet tonight. I'm being sarcastic. Go ahead, uh, Rick. How you doing, Dr. Steve? Thanks for doing this, man. Oh, yeah, man. Happy to do it. I hope we haven't I spread hope, too much. I hope di- you're doing this at least twice a month. I hope wow. You know, keep you guys on. Thanks, man. The question I have for you is this. I'll try and make it very short, brief. I have two questions. Yes. The first one is about nuts. Okay. Um, Hence when I was growing up, I played I... high school lacrosse. Yes. And I went for the, you know, the stupid little physical, and the doctor, you know, filled your nuts. Well, I've got like a third nut Okay. that has always been there. Yep. And you know how you can just... When you're when you're feeling your nuts, you put a little pressure on it. It hurts. Yes. Well, the third nut, you do the same thing. It hurts. Yes. Okay. You know, just like a regular nut. Yep. Is it I'm above the years old now? Okay. Could I be? You know, do I need to be concerned about that, or just let it ride? How old did you say you are? Thirty-eight. 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 Um, yeah, you've gone thirty-eight years with this thing. It is unlikely it's going to kill you. So that's the first thing. So I think that's most. Uh, I would. I would put all kinds of money out that this is a completely benign condition. Is it above your other nut? No, it's right beside it. It's right it's beside. Like attached it. to it. Well, uh, here's the thing that I would do, just for your own fun's sake, and then I do want you to see your doctor and have him take a look at it again, just to make sure, and, and just ask them, is this thing uh, okay? Uh, take a flashlight, and if you have a little pen light, that's even the best, and put it behind your nut and try to shine it through this third nut. And if it is a clear, fluid-filled sack, you'll be able to tell because it'll light up like a Christmas tree light. Or like E.T.'s finger did. Exactly. Right. Much better, much better uh, yeah. analogy. It'll look like E.T.'s finger. And uh, if, uh, if if you see that, then it is a clear, fluid-filled sack called a hydroseal, and that's all it is. And you really don't have to worry about it. I do want your doctor to look at it. And if there's any question about it at all, again, they can do that testicular ultrasound, ultrasound and they can tell right away what it is. Okay. You got a second question? The, uh, the next question I have for you, I have like this. I, I had another physical last year, and it's like a, the doctor called it a strawberry, and, and it's right on my back. Yeah. And it's it's not that big, but I was told, you know, you put a piece of thread around it or something like that, cut the circulation off, it eventually fall off, and, and that will be okay. It's bright red. Yep. Um. It doesn't hurt unless if I, you know, uh, if it. I scrape my back up against something and hit it, you know, or something okay. like that, then it will hurt. Okay. It's called a hemangioma. Yep. Yep. And uh, it has a little tail on it, or is it, or is it what we would call sessile? Does it look like a dome blooming out of the, out of the skin, or does it have a little tail on it? No, it, it's on the outside of the skin. Okay. And it's flat. Or does it have a flat, broad base or a, a thin, narrow base? No, it's it's. It's like a like a small oversized BB, I guess you can say. Okay, okay. So it's start, okay. So it's spherical, and this and part of it is embedded in the skin. Yes. Do I have an accurate picture of it? 
anyway, uh, yeah, this is benign uh, condition, and uh, they call them cherry hemangiomas because they look like cherries. Yeah. Another food reference. Excellent. We, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm making myself sick with all these food references. <laughs> uh, uh, basically, that those things are very easy to remove. They have a lot of blood supply. They're called hemangiomas because they're collections of capillaries, and uh, they will bleed like stink uh, if you just if you just cut the thing. So uh, you're you're if you want to have it removed, it's easy to have it removed. Uh, otherwise, uh, not unlike a ribbed condom, it could add pleasure to your uh, partner. So if it's not bothering you, I'd it's leave on it alone. his back. Oh, it's on your back. I thought you said it was on your dick. Yeah, it's on my back. Oh well, that that won't add pleasure to anything. Okay, yeah, have it removed. Get uh, rid of you it. You don't know what their sexual uh, <laughs> encounters are. Yeah, like. I, I... Somebody fucking my back or something? <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I totally uh, uh, heard you wrong. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you can have that removed or you can leave it alone. If it doesn't could, bother you, I do it, it myself with a, with a string, you know, like a piece of thread. You can. You know, take blood supply? Yeah, you can if you can get under it. That's the thing. If you can if you can get it to actually strangulate it, you can do that. Uh, your doctor's got easier ways to get rid of it than that, though. That takes okay. several days, and then you've got dead piece of skin hanging off of your back. Yeah. All right. Well, the okay. one thing I did do is the, uh, the the exam like ten minutes ago. Thank God, everything just feels so smooth and so great. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, Excellent. man. Okay. Excellent. We saved a life. Listen, hey, we appreciate you, man. Uh, we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to take a break, a real quick break, and we'll be back. Eight six six Wow One Wow. You're listening to Weird Medicine. Hey, that is, this is the Midnight Rudder, baby. And when I'm not riding rainbows or playing with the cutest of puppies, I'm listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve, that is the finest of all self-help programs. That's right. I'm looking at you, Dr. Phil. I got one more. Silver Dollar. And Dr. Steve and Weird Medicine is going to help me know what drugs to spend it on. <laughs> 